Hey everyone, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 38, the first one of 2012. Ooh. In this podcast, I say my goodbyes to 2011 and say hello to 2012, and I don't know what else. Enjoy the show! Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Single white human, looking for group, my stats so high, don't be out of the loop. Got a new elite staff that you can equip, close your mouth up, ladies, this is pure nerd nick. I'm a pixel-based fantasy, I'm Anslow Stoic, a hack and slash, who the heck's more heroic? Check me out, cloth armor, fits me like a glove, just Twitter, a time I'm ready for love. Hang with me in my MMO, so many places we can go. I'm better than a real world quest, you'll touch my plus five to dexterity vest. So I thought I would do sort of a recap of 2011 and what I'm looking forward to in 2012. So I apologize to those of you who are regular listeners because this will pretty much be stuff you already know. But I thought it might be kind of useful for the new listeners who don't want to necessarily go back and listen to all of those previous podcasts. One of the new things for me was Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And I love the series now. I didn't get a chance to pick it up at launch because I've been you know, homeless for three and a half years now. And I only just now got my laptop in 2011. So for about two and a half years, roughly, I couldn't game at all. The, the netbook I had for about a year before my laptop, I could play some gaming on. But it was just Warcraft. And I was only subscribed for... A little while because it, it did struggle a lot and I couldn't I couldn't raid with it at all and I couldn't hardly group at all so and I was pretty much limited to playing by myself and you know solo questing is only so interesting for so long but I would say to anyone who has not picked up the Batman games if you are even slightly a fan of Batman or a fan of sort of running around doing different quests and sort of having an action style game It is probably one of the best games of that type I have ever played. So an absolute must for Batman slash action game fans. I also got caught up on Borderlands, which I guess is a few years old now. So I got all the expansions with it, and it was awesome fun. If you like first-person shooters and games that drop a lot of loot, uh, this game is for you. So check it out if you have not already. It's coming soon, so... I would advise you you pick up Borderlands 1 if you have not yet already and you are, you know, interested in that kind of game. Another series I got into was Dead Space and um, it has one and two out. So the first one and the second one are out. The third one is being worked on. But the first one and second one went on sale around Halloween. So I got to pick both of those up. And I was very pleasantly surprised at how good the story was and how fun it was. So I really like it quite a bit. And I would say that to anyone who is a sci-fi horror fan, who is a gamer, obviously, uh, definitely pick it up. And you can pretty much get them on sale pretty often. Um, I think they're like 15 or 20 each not on sale. So they're a little bit pricey to get caught up on not on sale. But I got them both during, you know, Halloween sale, like I said. And I think they were both like 25-ish. So together, you know, for both of them. So. That was a pretty good deal. Also, they're out for console, so you can probably go to your local rental store and rent them if you want to go that route. 
Since I do have a laptop now, I can play MMOGs. And the first game I picked up was Rift, which was pretty fun. Its class system is a little bit new and a little bit more flexible than previous MMOGs. I wouldn't say it's a tremendous amount flexible because from what I remember, and I haven't played in a while, but from what I remember, there are, you know, sort of old school talents. And so it kind of forced you to play in a specific style. Yes, you can mix it up a bit. But no, there are a lot of best builds, as it were. So it is still kind of a traditional game of if you want to be X, then you pretty much have A, B, and C specs to pick from. There isn't a whole lot of flexibility. Certainly not as much as they kind of implied there would be. Yes, there are tons and tons of builds people can do. And yes, my guild is still playing it. And so I do see, you know, them talking about different kind of builds and specs. And so it is very different in that sense. But it is very old school grindy. I mean, there were quests and there was one quest in particular that I counted that it sent me back and forth. You know, you kill one person and then they're like, oh, go kill 10 of this guy. Oh, thanks for killing 10 of those guys. Go kill five of these guys. Oh, thanks for doing that. Go get 10 boxes from that exact same area. And it sent me back and forth like eight times. And that's really not uncommon for Rift. I mean, it doesn't do it the whole way through. But more often than not, Quest Hubs will send you repeatedly back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so it's got a very old design there. Also, when you hit the high end, there there were only like five dungeons you could do. So it got really grindy really fast. And so I was not that into it. It was a fun game, but uh, not something that really held my attention. I did decide to pick up Star Wars The Old Republic, which has been surprisingly cool. I didn't think I would like it all that much when I got into the beta weekend. But now that it is post-release, I'm, I'm liking it quite a bit. I think the reason why I like it so much is because I do like to roleplay. I do like to find out the story of this character that I'm playing. So I am kind of addicted to it in that sense. But I am also kind of very worried about it because there are only really four main stories for each side. Because each you know, each class, each base class, not the advanced class, each base class has its own main storyline. And then around that main storyline is one single line for each faction of side quests. So I would say maybe 75% of the time or more, you are doing the exact same quests as everybody else in that faction, except for the starting worlds. They have a few different starting worlds. But basically, from level 10 on, no matter what kind of character you play, you know, 75 plus percent of the quests you're doing will be the exact same quest line. So although they are cool and interesting, I have two characters, and I could already see myself being really tired of it, you know, going through a third or fourth time. It's like, yeah, it would be cool and different for their class story if I were to do a different class but you know all the rest of the side quests would be the exact same conversations and the exact same quests and the exact same areas so I don't know long term uh, it might not be all that great I do think it's you know great for a single player game but I, I still really don't see the need to have made it an MMOG it is what it is so you know I may continue to play it I may not we'll see I'm thinking sometime between March and June will be really telling months because by then several people will be maximum level 
and a lot of the guilds will have enough people to be doing the end game content, and people will probably start getting bored and recycling alts. And so we'll see how the opinion holds out and what their subscriber base looks like at that time. I want him in the games until he dies to play. For 2012, I am looking forward to pretty much in order. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, which comes out just about in a month in early February. It looks really awesome. It has a lot of role-playing elements I really like. And it's got some cool action-like combat that looks uh, very exciting. Next up is Mass Effect 3 in March. I've liked the whole series so far. I really liked what they changed in 2 with the Paragon and Renegade options. And I'm looking forward to more of that in 3. If you are into sci-fi shooter games, it's definitely worth picking up the series and uh, giving it a look. Bioshock Infinite is due in June. I don't know if that's an official release date or not. I think it's still kind of iffy as to whether it will make that date or not. Don't quote me, but um, you know that's six months off. Anything could change between now and then. I have been a big fan of the series. I've loved the first one. The second one has been giving me a lot of issues. I still haven't gotten the second one to actually run. I think it's got to do with compatibility issues with Windows 7, though I'm not entirely sure. I'll probably give it more serious tries again in the future when I get back on the desktop and uh, hopefully be able to play it someday. If not, I'll probably just rent it on console. But Bioshock Infinite looks to continue this series and take it to the next level as it were. It won't be in the same underwater area. This one will be up in the air. So that will be a new and different twist. And they've got some new powers that look very cool. So if you've liked the first one and the second one, uh, definitely look for the third one. Borderlands 2 is coming in August. And much like the first one, it'll be a lot of role-playing aspects, but a lot of shooting and tons and tons and tons of loot drops. So if you like, you know, shooting games and you like getting a lot of loot, You should definitely check it out because they're taking it to the next level, as it were, with um, even more loot drops and having each manufacturer have a very distinct style. In the first one, they they didn't really matter too much. I mean, they did have styles, but in this one, they're making it even cooler and even more distinct. Guild Wars 2 has an unknown date. Hopefully, it will still make 2012. Uh, Rumors are that the beta should be out by the middle of the year. So hopefully some people will get into beta pretty soon. And hopefully once people start getting into beta, we'll see a lot more news about it. It seems lately that news has kind of died off a little bit on it. So hopefully that's a good sign. Um, You know, they're probably just working on it and getting it ready for their next big phase to show the general public. But I like, uh, you know, online games and Guild Wars 2 has a lot of cool features they're going to put in. They're going to change up the way that skills work. They're going to change it so that when you do an instance, you are scaled to the level of the instance. So you can go with your friends. Say your maximum level, your friend is level 10. You can join with him. It'll bump you down to you know the level of whatever dungeon you're in. Say the dungeon cap is level 13. You'll be dropped down from level 50 to 13. So you know the content may still be stuff you've seen before, but you'll be bumped down to a level range where it's still fun and challenging and exciting, and you won't overpower it. They've also got some different stuff going on in the different zones that is random and changes in phase. Depending on what phase of the open world content you come in on, you know, you'll see different things. So should be lots of new and interesting stuff going on in the world. And they've already shown off that the map gives you an alert and puts up a little note and says it's happening over here. So you should always have something new and cool and interesting to be able to look around and, and go find. 
In terms of hardware, both AMD and NVIDIA are coming out with their new graphics cards. So those should be showing up anytime between early in the year and I think the middle of the year, both of them should mostly have everything out. I know NVIDIA is doing something different this time by releasing the less powerful cards before the more powerful cards. Usually they, they lead with their high-end flagship card and sort of work their way down from there. This time they're changing it up and, and doing it backwards. So that should be new and different to see. But we should have a lot of cool new graphics cards by middle of the year. So if you're thinking about upgrading now, uh, you might want to wait. I know AMD is doing a total redesign on their cards, so that will be different. They are doing some different stuff that's being implemented that they had to completely rework the drivers for. So there will be some new features on their side. But I don't think it will be anything like amazing that you can't live without. But you might want to you know, wait for their cards and see what happens. So that's everything about 2011 and what I'm looking forward to in 2012. Uh, maybe you knew about the stuff, maybe not. So, you know, maybe you learned something new there. So let's see, I guess I can give you an update on my current status of Star Wars The Old Republic, and I've previewed the Diablo 3 client a little bit more. There's not a whole lot in the beta right now, so I didn't play a whole lot more. I have picked up a warrior character, started working on the warrior a little bit, and I finished a first playthrough with the Demon Hunter. And really, my opinion on Diablo 3 hasn't really changed. I, I don't really have anything new to tell you guys. I am constantly surprised and happy with all of the physics they have in there. Not NVIDIA physics, just physics in general. There are banners and papers that move around whenever you're walking. When things die and you do a powerful attack, it will push things around. So debris and corpses and everything will get pushed around. And it's just, you know, a little effect that has a very big impact on enjoyment level. For Star Wars The Old Republic, my highest level character is, I think I just hit 28 before doing this recording. And then I've got an alt character who is a bounty hunter healer spec, and I think that's low 20s. I think that's about 22. And then I've got a couple other ones I've sort of messed around with there below 10. I've got an alt on a different server I started playing who I think just hit 20 recently, which is a Jedi Sentinel, which is... The class I originally wanted to play, and it's basically pretty much a mirror to my Sith Marauder, which is my main character. My opinions of the game haven't really changed since my original review. The talents do still seem really old school, especially now that I am looking at different characters, because it seems like each role you want to play pretty much has one talent tree. Like with my bounty hunter healer, there's one healing talent tree. If you want to be you know, a solid healer, that's it. You have no choice. And with the Marauder, there are three different trees, but they're all damage. So you, your, your role isn't going to change. You're going to be doing damage no matter what you pick. I would have much preferred that there were a little bit more flexibility. I and mean, once I get dual spec in, I can, you know, take my bounty hunter and then I can have healing spec and I can have a damage spec and that will give me some flexibility. And then I someday hope that Marauder is changed so that it has you know, options. Something like adding a tanking tree would be really nice, so I could do damage or tanking. But I'm really kind of worried about the game, because 
even if they do allow dual spec, which I'm sure they will someday, they have to, because there's no reason not to, since you can respec whenever you want if you go to the right person. I am still concerned because their talent system is very old school. It's like you have to spend almost all of your points in a single tree, so there really isn't a whole lot of flexibility, and I expect there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of difference between you and somebody else in terms of what you're doing. Granted, the flavors are very different in how they look and feel when you play them, but in terms of the talents themselves, it's more like a forced choice than it is not. Similarly, crafting seems like another forced choice. If you want to take this one thing, like let's say artifice, which allows me to make lightsabers, I am also forced in my other two options for a gathering. I have to take archaeology and treasure hunting, because stuff that Artifice needs comes from those two gathering skills. Or, you know, if I did want to take something else, I suppose I could do that and then buy everything I need off of the open market. But that would be such a huge pain in the butt, I I wouldn't even want to think about trying to deal with that. So crafting is also kind of a letdown in that, again, it's a forced choice. If you want to do this one kind of crafting, you must take this and this gathering skill. So I think they'll, they'll lose a lot of interest in the player base there, too. You know, once people start realizing somebody that's doing this crafting skill is doing the exact same other crafting skills as me. Also, like I said, with my alts that I'm bringing up, I am running into a lot of the same story over and over and over. Most of it is the exact same stuff I've done before. But I do really, really love that individual story for that one character. I mean, you know, if you take the same base class, you're going to get basically the same story. Hopefully, some options do change, you know, based on if you're light side or dark side. I don't know how much it does or does not change. But hopefully there is some variance there. But like I said, I'm still having a good time with it. I still like the story. Even though I'm bringing up alts and seeing a lot of the same story I've seen before, it's still pretty fun, so I don't know, we'll see. Like I said, I'm still still kind of on the fence with it. I'll probably play it a few months, but long term, I don't know. Long term, I think I probably will get tired of it. I probably will get frustrated at the first choice nature of many of the aspects of the game. They probably won't have enough time to sort of change that up before other things, like Guild Wars 2, come out with uh, new and different systems. And I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. Victory. This hardware tip is more about sort of enjoyment and I guess you could say ergonomics. I'm just going to tell people, go out there and get yourself a good mouse and a good keyboard if you don't already have one. A lot of people tend to keep their mouse and their keyboard and their monitor for years and years and years and they don't really pay attention to what has changed and sometimes they just keep that same mouse or keyboard forever because it's one of those things that they tend to keep forever and they they really like it and they don't see any reason to change it. However, every now and then a new keyboard or mouse design comes out that you may find more enjoyable or you might find more useful if it has things like extra buttons or maybe macro or programmable keys that you might use. So if it has been a while, you might want to just take a glancing look out there and see what's out there that's new that you might like. Unfortunately, mice and keyboards are one of those things that you really have to feel and experience to know if you're going to like it or not. So 
you might have to find a local store which would carry such mouse and keyboard. And unfortunately, there aren't a whole lot of hardware stores anymore out there that allow you to, you know, play around with the mice and keyboards because most of them don't carry a lot of the higher end gamer stuff. And when they do, they don't always put them out for display. So it might be very difficult to, to get a feel for something. But I do recommend if it has been a while, if you do have something that might be not gamer oriented, you might want to take a look because higher controls and better controls do allow for better enjoyment of your playtime. It becomes more of an invisible thing and it's uh, you know, a faster response between your brain and the input device. And um, you know, that makes for a better play experience. So again, if you haven't changed your mouse and keyboard in a while, and by a while I mean probably three years I would say or more, you might want to look around and see what else is out there. So that is it for the first Rabbit's Ramblings podcast of 2012. Yay! Hopefully you guys had a good time with it because I really couldn't think up what to say and I had a, a very hard time coming up with even what I did. So I have no clue what I'm going to talk about next because there's not a whole lot going on with my life. And, um, you know, these come out every week and a half, so not a whole lot changes between them. If you have any ideas or things you might want to ask me, you know, go ahead and I'll uh, talk about it probably. As always, I hope it was at least entertaining and you had a good time. And I guess I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. So pretty much for um, what, how long? Um, this is eight, nine, ten. But I would say that uh, anyone who has not played the Batman Arkham City and Arkham, oh. but I would say to anyone who has not picked up Batman Arkham City and Arkham, oh. but I would say to anyone who has not yet picked up Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman. Oh. Ah. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons attribution. Phew. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative. Bleh. Or maybe. Oh. Where's no ordinary rabbit? You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdot.com, it's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. 
Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.